Hello, my name is Nick Spacek, and you're listening to From and Inspired By, a podcast about soundtracks and the people who make them. On this episode, we speak with composer and musician Siddhartha Kozla about his work on NBC's This Is Us, as well as the Hulu original series Marvel's Runaways and Looking for Alaska. Siddhartha Kozla is an award-winning film and television composer and singer, songwriter, producer of the critically acclaimed band Goldspot. The Emmy-nominated Kozla is best known for his work on the hit NBC series This Is Us, but he's also composed for Hulu on shows like Marvel's Runaways and last year's Looking for Alaska. We spoke with Kozla right before the holidays about all of this and more. I appreciate you taking time out of your day to talk to me. I really appreciate it. Of course. Uh, however I can help, let me know. It's just, uh, there is so much to talk to you about. You have you have had, like, quite a few things going on as of late in terms of composition. Yes, it's been a, it's been a, it's been a busy time for sure. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm grateful for it. But, yes, yeah, very busy. Now, um... Like I suppose you're you're best known f- at the moment for your work on This Is Us, which is you know like the the show I think on on, on TV in terms of uh, like drama at the moment, at least broadcast wise. Um, how did you come to that program? Um. I have the question first. Is this are we recording this out of curiosity? Yes. Or are you re, are you transcribe and is it going to air just like this? I'm just so I just know. Yeah, yeah. It will add, it will air as a podcast. So I oh is, okay. Cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Good. No, just good to know. For this is us. Uh, Dan Fogelman, the creator of the show, and I uh, have known each other for many years. We um, we actually uh, we went to college together. We were college roommates. Um, and, um, we never worked together until, until, um, maybe about five, six years ago when he called me to, to score the second season of his show, The Neighbors on ABC. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had just come back from, uh, a record release cause I had a band called Gold Spot at the time. I still have the band, but I, I kind of had gone out. Um, I moved to London for some time and came back and he was looking for a composer when I came back and, um, and I worked on that show and. And we've worked together on a bunch of stuff ever since. And when he wrote the pilot episode of This Is Us, he sent me um, he sent me a um, a copy of the script. I read it, and I wrote a six minute piece of score that got me the job. What is it like scoring a show that is sort of, sort of 
renowned um, for its like uh, deeply dramatic, almost weepy moments. I mean, I think that it's great. You know, I think the the fact that the show was able to connect on an emotional level um, with people is um, is a testament to the writing and directing and acting and music and all of it together. You know, it's it's um, I think that collaboration between all of us has kind of you know has has given the kind of the the emotional weight um, to that show. And um, you know, it's it's a, it's a wonderful thing to be able to connect with with. Um, with people from all walks of life on that show, you know, you have <laughs> it connects to younger and older and, 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 and the people of diverse backgrounds. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty, I'm honored that, that we can make that connection. Now, um, your, your most recent work is for the, um, series looking for Alaska and th- that being like a a mini series and sort of produced uh rather than being you know like your your usual sort of episodic work was it produced like at like to drop all in one go was it produced to drop in all one go i mean i think josh schwartz's intention was to make it you know it was an eight part mini series uh, limited series that basically just told the entire arc of the of the story um, of the book, you know, from start to finish. Uh, so um, I'm pretty sure he knew that when it was coming out, it was going to all be released at once for sure. So, like um, earlier this year, uh, for instance, like I spoke with uh, Cliff Martinez about his work on the Nicholas Winding Refn miniseries. Um, mm-hmm. uh, too old to die young, and uh, he had talked about like how he had come up with like these like thematic ideas, and then like as he worked his way through the series, like he would go back to like that first episode and rework things as he discovered like he wanted to allude to like uh, musical pieces that would be in later episodes and like have more of a, a mm-hmm. thematic arc was that the case or did you tackle each episode um, individually? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I mean, I had written some themes before we even started shooting uh, and it was all based on the script. And, um, and I, we kind of knew once we heard this original theme, it was my great perhaps theme that it was going to be woven throughout the series. And um, as I worked on the show though, I kind of, I didn't go back. I kind of worked, I worked, you know, uh, sequentially. So one through eight. Um, and, and, and I basically, uh, kept the same two or three themes kind of running through the series because we wanted it to feel as filmic and thematic as possible. Uh, and so, um, whereas on this is us, every episode has its own sort of theme. Um, uh, that, uh, you know, each episode plays like a little mini film, um, whereas this was like an eight part film. And so for me, <clears throat> I felt like it was important to bring these themes uh, back throughout series. And, and it definitely, I think working sequentially allowed me to kind of, um, get to our final scene, which is a nine, I wrote a nine minute piece of score to end the series. Um, and that ended up becoming kind of like the biggest version of this theme. Um, so it was kind of nice that I got to work sequentially because it allowed me to build to this. Um, but knowing that it was a, you know, we had a finite number of episodes to tell the story, 
um, it kind of became even more important for me to kind of weave in just a couple themes. What I find really interesting uh, about your work is that uh, in, in the last uh, two or three years, uh, in addition to Looking for Alaska, which is based on a book, um, you've done work on Runaways, which is based on a comic book, and you yeah. just started doing uh, Nancy Drew, which has like all kinds of history in terms of like books and t television mm -hmm. adaptations and stuff like that. Um, when you're working on uh like adaptations of previous work do you go and like read the book or read look at the comics to get like um like ideas that you might want to use or do you try to like operate just in terms of the the, the program itself i think it's a combination <clears throat> i like to kind of go to the source material um, just to kind of familiarize myself with with the story. But I also know that at the same time, we're telling a totally new story, too, you know, maybe based off of a book or based off of the original story. But I think the, the filmmaking is an original concept, almost independent of the original source material. So sometimes, you know, in the case of, you know, I, I think in the case of Looking for Alaska, you had people who were so were diehard fans of the book. <laughs> um, and needed to, and ma and wanted to make sure that this series kind of honored the book in the right way. For me personally, I did go back to the source material, but I tried not to get too invested in it for the very reason that I wanted to make sure that I was honoring Josh's vision for the show, you know, um, seeing what picture was doing for me, seeing what the actors looked like, seeing the performances, because... You know, the, the, the show clearly, you know, obviously took its liberties, you know, um, in terms of race. Uh, it took its liberties in terms of its casting. And so I think uh, having a fresh perspective on on the story was important as well. So, um, you know, I, I think that also allowed me not being initially so I, did, I, I had not kind of immersed myself in the material for, you know, for for several years, like many people had before watching it. I think it allowed me to kind of look at the film-making side of it from a pretty objective eye, and that helped. And it also allowed me to kind of come up with something original, um, you know, that didn't sort of have any, I didn't feel like I had sort of any shackles on me as I was working, you know? Oh, absolutely. And, I mean, like, your work is, is well-known for, like, the... the diverse amount of instrumentation you use does it like help like having um like having read like your 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 little bio on imdb like the the fact that like you grew up like listening to indian movie soundtracks but also like listened to pop music as well like being able to um like have like growing up with a, a diverse uh musical uh education uh d has that helped you in terms of your in, in terms of your uh composing yeah i mean i think uh, you know my my musical story is informed by my family story you know my family came from india in the late 70s to the u.s i was born here i was raised in india for a period of time before coming back here so I had a, you know, I kind of lived in, I lived in two different hemispheres, um, you know, before I was even four. 
and and so for me that's what's really informed who I am as a musician it's it's the it's it's kind of the it's the diversity in terms of what I grew up listening to and 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 also just like my family's history you know um and so I think all of that together informs kind of the music that I write today you know I grew up listening to old Indian music as you said and um, and I also grew up listening to the Beatles. So, um, all of that's going to have some sort of impact on my, me as a musician and the instrumentation I use and how I use it. You know, This Is Us, for example, uh, though it's, it's the only show I do it on, but, um, This Is Us has a very, very Indian sounding score. It's like straight, straight up, I'm using straight up, I'm using Indian instrumentation on it. I'm disguising it in interesting ways. Um, melodically, it feels like old classical Indian melodies. Um, so there's a lot of that influence in that score. I'm always, uh, curious, um, to talk with like uh, someone who started off like in, in the pop vernacular, but then became, yeah. uh, like started doing scoring. Like, uh, one of our previous guests on the show was, uh, Craig Wedren, who has, uh, com- mm-hmm. done all sorts of, uh, compositions, uh, for movies like what hot American summer and things like that. But it was also like started off in the, the band shudder to think. Um, and you, you started your musical, um, career, both, um, fronting gold spot, but also, um, yeah. also doing like acapella in university. So, um, like how, how do you make that trans? How did you particularly make that transition? As I said earlier, you know the the it it was you know there's a couple of things that there little events that happened that kind of changed the course of your career sometimes for you. And one of them was Dan Fogelman calling me and saying, "Hey, do you want to come and score my TV show?" And um, so I had an opportunity that kind of allowed me to make that switch, and that I'm very fortunate for. Um, the other thing too is that you know I was recording and writing songs, my own songs, for many years, and. I learned how to engineer and produce and record my own stuff. So then when I got into composing, I was already able to write my own material. I was already able to record it and engineer it and produce it. And that's a big part of this process is being able to kind of use the technology. Um, so the learning curve was, 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 was smaller for me in some sense because I kind of already had known how to, you know, operate the gear and you had to record stuff and you had to deliver stuff quickly and back to people, um, whether it was a song or whether it was a piece of score. My learning curve was uh, now working to visual media and and seeing picture for the first time and writing to that. Um, and that took some time to kind of understand and get used to um, and understanding that score is different than song. And um, and, and and that was kind of, that's, and that, that transition, that first show I did on, the neighbors that really taught me how to taught me everything I needed to know really at least at that point I mean I've learned a lot more since but that was the biggest you know being thrown into the fire in many ways and had to deliver a network television show you know (laughs) um and delivered 22 episodes of a show in a year uh on a very tight turnaround really really taught me a lot uh, what would you say like is the the biggest lesson you learned from that first series his work really hard, you know, <laughs> you can never work too hard. I think in this industry, it's, um, for me, it's, you know, um, there are a lot of late nights. There were a lot of weekends. There was, uh, there was, I kind of sacrificed a lot to be able to do that show. Um, 
you know, because I think what I learned was that first impression was really important. You know, people had to know that you were working hard on their projects and, and, and giving it your all and delivering things quickly and, and, um, and, and delivering high quality stuff. You know, so for me, it was a combination of all that showing the work ethic, um, and your ability to deliver, even when sometimes I didn't think I could deliver. I was like, I was like so nervous I wouldn't be able to. Um, I kind of, I struggled through it and made it happen. One of the things I'm always curious about, especially like in, in your case, like you had, like Goldspot had songs featured in shows like How I Met Your Mother and The O.C. Yeah. Um, and what I'm curious about is like, what's, what's the, the difference in like hearing one of your songs used in a show like out of the context where you created it versus like creating music specifically for that visual context. I mean, it's vast. It's very different. You know, the, 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 when you hear a song of yours appear in a show or a film, you, you, you'd created that oftentimes like sometimes many months or many years before it was actually even in that. So for me, um, by the time it appears in the show or movie, um, my attachment is very different, you know. Um, I kind of don't really... Uh, there is obviously an attachment to the way that I wrote it originally, and that will always be there. But you, when you have a song placed in TV and film, um, by the time that placement happens, it's been so long that you kind of... You're open, almost very more open, you know, to how it gets used. Um, I think that was my experience with it. Where I was, every time I saw it appear, I was like, "Oh, that's cool." <laughs> I didn't think of it being used like that. Oh, that's interesting, you know. And um, I, and honestly, like when my songs appeared in TV and film, I wasn't thinking about that as much as how excited I was that my song was in like "How I Met Your Mother." I think you know that kind of like just the the fact that it was in the show got me so excited. I I probably didn't even pay attention to like, oh, how is it? How am I? how am I feeling about the use, you know? Um, I think I was just, I was just like, a, you know, I was just like a kid in a candy store, you know? Well, I have to imagine that like how I met your mother, like, cause when it was on the air is like one of those, you know, um, shows that everyone knows. And it's one of those where when somebody asks, it's like, Oh, what program? And you're like, Oh, how I met your mother. And like, people know what you're talking about and you don't have to give them that like 30 second elevator pitch about what the show is. I mean, uh, sorry, I missed what you said. Would you mind repeating that again? Oh, no, just, like, the idea that, like, How I Met Your Mother was, you know, like, a cultural sort of phenomenon, and everyone knew what How I Met Your Mother is. So, like, when you say, I have a show on How I Met Your Mother, I, a song in How I oh. Met Your Mother, you don't have to do, like, that 30-second elevator pitch to explain the show. <laughs> Right, right, exactly. You just say, you just say, I have a song in Hell Your Mother, and that's enough, you know. And that was the nice thing about it, too, is that, as I said, like when you had, when I had the song placed in, in, in any of these shows, whether it was the OC or How I Met Your Mother, um, you know, those were, you didn't, there was not much explaining that needed to be done. You kind of knew that you were already, you kind of already knew that, uh, you were you were in a wonderful position as a as an independent artist to even have the music placed in that. Whereas TV and film today, when I'm scoring something for TV and film now, um, I already have a job on the show. It's my job to work on that show, um, and so it's treated very differently. Like my music I'm writing is like this is my work I'm doing every day for this show. So the the um, the 
the excitement is very different. It's a different type of excitement. You know, this is like, this is my job now. (laughs) Whereas I didn't work on how I met your mother. I didn't work on the OC, but they happened to use my phone. Looking for Alaska just came out. Nancy drew is like three episodes in at this point. Um, like, uh, what other projects do you do you have that you might be able to speak on? Um, well, looking for Alaska, and, and this is also kind of like the, the you know the 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 two that I'm um, that that have, that have just this is also started before. Looking for Alaska just came out, so those are kind of the newest ones. Um, Nancy Drew obviously has been on the air now for a month or so. We've got season or season three of Runaways coming out soon in December. Um, that's going to be really good. Um, I just finished a film for Netflix called Beats that came out this summer as well. And there's a couple other projects I can't really talk about just yet um, that I'm working on. So um, uh, just, there's a there's a there's a bunch of a bunch of stuff coming up in the new year for sure. So you're 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 very very busy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's really great, and I'm glad that you're um busy and you're working on so many programs that i enjoy as well as other people and i want to thank you so much for taking time out of your day to talk to me about all of these different projects it's been really really enjoyable thanks for the phone call appreciate appreciate your time as well Thanks to Siddhartha Kozla for speaking with me. Looking for Alaska is out now on Hulu, and Season 4 of This Is Us airs Tuesdays on NBC. Follow Siddhartha Kozla on Twitter and Instagram at Music. that's S-I-D-D-K-H-O-S-L-A-M-U-S-I-C, and on Facebook at Siddhartha.Kozla. You can find links to purchase all of the music you heard on the show in the show notes for this episode, which are at fromaninspiredby.com. We're also on Facebook and Twitter at From Inspired Pod, and you can check us out on Instagram at From and Inspired By. Check it out for our selections from the Vinyl Vault here at Nuthouse Studios. You can subscribe to us via Apple Podcasts and Stitcher as well. Please hit up the website and click on the Give Us Money button to help pay for web hosting and long-distance fees, and remember to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. We'll be back in two weeks talking Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Turtle Power with MC Golden Voice of Partners in Crime. Until then, thanks for listening. 